Hello and welcome to Beaconverse, the Beacon School monthly podcast where we endeavour to inspire you with educational topics, as well as giving you insight into Beacon life. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoy. In this month's episode, we welcome our new headmaster, Mr Nick Baker, and our head boy team for this academic year, Zach, Nick and Theo. We talk to them about their exciting plans for the term and find out a little bit more about their interests. Hello. Hi. Um, So now you've settled into your role as headmaster at the Beacon, what are you looking forward to achieving? Gosh, well, I mean, I'm delighted to be here. Everybody has been so welcoming. All the boys, all of the teachers, all of the parents, all of the governors, all of the stakeholders. It's been great to meet everybody. And we've got a really strong community here. So what I'm really looking forward to is developing that in the years to come and making the school as brilliant as it's always been. Amazing. So, boys, what is the one thing that you are looking forward to the most now that you've been appointed as their boy team? Well, I think it's working together to help improve the school from the way of the boys because it's always great to help out people who we've been through the year groups that they have uh, at the moment they are in. So I think it would be great to see what they want to do and help them out. Nice. Nick, what are the highlights for you in your first month at the school? My highlights, well, I've had so many highlights. I love teaching the Year 5 Boys Geography. I've always liked teaching Year 5 Geography, but these Beacon Boys are brilliant, and I've really enjoyed their enthusiasm, and they've got some excellent geographical knowledge as well, so it's been lovely to, to meet all of those. I think individual highlights... Well, my my overriding highlight, I've got to say, has been the school food. I don't think I've ever been in a school where the food is so consistently excellent. And when doing some practice interview with the boys over the last few weeks, I always ask them, what's the best thing about the beacon? And so many of them say, the food. And I've never worked in a school where that has been the case. So probably overall, my biggest highlight has been the food uh, with the catering staff. But secondly, I think my personal highlight has been yesterday in assembly when do you remember this boys where we usually have a, a one of the boys will do an instrumental piece or a choral piece on their own as a solo and we had a boy drop out over the weekend so mr lockley emailed me and said oh what do we do should we just not have one this week and i said oh could you put something together and he says oh yes okay fine and so he played and then he surprised us by not just playing a piece but he played ness and Dorma on the piano and sang the choral sort of Pavarotti piece alongside it was incredible it was a real standout moment just not in terms of highlight in terms of my time at the Beacon but highlight in terms of my career I was just amazed that we have staff that are so capable and so enthusiastic and just create such a moment that all the boys and the staff that were there will remember for the rest of their time at the school and beyond amazing Right, boys, so how did you find the interview process when you were interviewing pair boys? I think at first I felt quite in um, a bit nervous, but at the same time, like, I felt I wanted to be relaxed going to the interview. Mm-hmm. And um, I... and But then after... Um, I didn't feel so well and I was kind of like thinking oh no I messed up my interview oh no I didn't do well did I you know look like I was a bit nervous mm-hmm. but um, everything turned out alright I yeah. guess so. <laughs> yeah well done <laughs> 
Um, so do you have any initial plans that you'll begin to implement this term? Well, I think what we'll do this term is we'll just see how things go and um, make tiny changes because the school has been deemed excellent by ISI only two terms ago. So there's no massive need for huge change here. But all schools benefit from different eyes on them from time to time. And just from looking at this school and just from seeing how it operates, I think there's a few little changes we can make. We made one last week by we changed the name of the newsletter to the lighthouse and I've got this beautiful Lego lighthouse model now in the, the window of my office and so I thought it was a, a good time to give a bit of a rebrand to the excellent newsletter that we put out so that's one small change and then we've had the kindness cup that we give out in uh, in Monday assemblies with some sweets um, for the boys to give to their friends so there's a few bits and pieces just to um, around the edges to make everybody's experience at the Beacon an even more prosperous one. Definitely. So boys, following on from that, do you guys have any exciting plans that you're in the process of developing? Yes, Miss um, Pearson had a talk with us about developing a new booklet for like new joiners with okay. tips from us and boys around the school. Oh, nice. School life, um, which we will give to like new joiners in year seven and year eight. Um, for June and July, so it's quite a long project, but... Very nice, that's very exciting. Nick, what inspired you to get into teaching? Uh, Well, I always really enjoyed my school days. I loved being at school, both at prep school and at senior school. So I always, I just like the the community of a school. I like the atmosphere of a school. And my father was a university lecturer. So he always, even though that was um, older, um, that was older people, that was students, but he had a bit of a, um, a bit of a flair for that, a bit of a knack for that. So I thought that was um, sort of in my DNA, if you like so I thought I'd follow him into into a side of teaching uh, but I just always just enjoyed being at school um, I enjoy the the company that of the staff room of the common room and of young people it's they're just nice places to be around and every single year is different in a school because you you lose children but you gain children you lose parents but gain parents and lose staff and gain staff so everything is always changing and there's new things to do and new people to interact with um, so that's probably what inspired me to get into teaching and yeah as I said before really excited to be teaching boys geography love to teach boys geography get to know them and so when I speak to their parents about their senior school options in year five I can speak from a position of experience and a bit of a position of empathy um, and because I know their children and uh, yeah geography is a great subject there's not a boy out there that doesn't like maps so it's uh, it's really easy subject to teach because the boys are so enthusiastic for the subject okay boys so now that you're in year eight what piece of advice would you give to the younger boys in school enjoy it because it's such an amazing school and there are no other schools really like the beacon and before you know it you'll be in year eight like us and you're in your final year and you're just trying to make the most of everything because there are such amazing teachers here and it's such a warm kind atmosphere and you've just got to really make the most of your time at the beacon because it's one you will remember for the rest of your life oh that's really nice Nick, where do you see or where would you like to see the beacon going into the future? 
Where would I like to see the Beacon going in the future? Well, the Beacon's got a really strong local reputation, I would say, in the area around here. Everybody that lives in Amersham and Chesham Boys and uh, Gerald's Cross and uh, the Chalfonts and over towards Beaconsfield, the, the school has an amazing local reputation, and rightly so, because it's an amazing school. But it's also one of the largest prep schools in the country by number. And I think it should be seen as not just the best prep school locally, but the best prep school in the country. I don't think that's beyond us. I think the strongest prep school for boys in the country is the Beacon and should be recognised um, as that going forward. So that's what I would like to achieve and that's like where I would like to see our profile in the not too distant future. Okay, so boys, what has been your favourite memory here at the Beacon? Probably definitely the uh, Newquay trip. Oh yeah. Yeah, it was... Although the rooms were, uh, um, <laughs> it was really fun to go down with your friends and you know to play on the beach and yeah. have fun away from like busy work school. It yeah. was a really good way to end year six and say goodbye to all your friends who yeah. were leaving. Um, yeah. You get to go again this year, don't you? Don't you know? Oh no, we're, we're going, going somewhere else this year. We're going battle. We're going to the battlefield. Oh, yeah. oh, I think also like being appointed head boy and um, everything is. It's always something that you remember. Like I remember walking to Mr. Ski's office and like he said it to me before the assembly, and you just, yeah. you just didn't believe it. <laughs> it's crazy. So pretty great important role. Yeah. yeah. So now we have a few ad hoc questions for you, Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last book you read? The last book I read was a book called Ramble Book, and it's by a it's by a comedian called Adam Buxton. And Adam Buxton's got a podcast called the Adam Buxton Podcast. Not very imaginative title, Adam Buxton Podcast. Um, and he's a big hero of mine. He's a similar age to me. He's a few years older than me. Um, and so he grew up in the same sort of time. And um, he talks about his experience of going to school and developing his career. Um, and I just find him really interesting. I find him really funny. Um, I find him really relatable. And his book is uh, is is hilarious. I actually he has. I, they did an audio he did an audio book version um, that he reads um, and I listened to that um, beforehand and I read his book afterwards because the book's got some other little bits in it but that was the last book I read but uh, yeah Ramble Book by Adam Buxton is probably not um, I think it's not uh, it's not inappropriate for children but I think they would struggle with some of the references to the 80s and the 90s Um, but certainly for the parents of the Beacon um, many of which I knew from my time at school because they seem to have their children here now which is lovely to see but I'd recommend it to any of them because it's a really funny interesting entertaining nostalgic book for anybody of my generation nice thanks boys your book Uh, I've recently finished The Woman in the White Kimono by Anna Johns. Uh, It's a story about two women, one on the torn between her culture and her heart, and the other on a journey to find the true meaning of home and Mm -hmm. struggling to cope with grief. 
Uh, so I recently read the uh, Cherub series. Uh, it's a series about a boy who and his sister and their parents. Um, her, she, uh, his mother dies sadly, and so he gets invited to go to a, a special uh, agency called Cherub, in which um, children are trained to be spies. And it's oh, nice. uh, really exciting because he travels the globe, you know, uh, uncovering criminals, and it's a really exciting book. That's good. Um, the last book I read was War Horse by Mike Mike Mopago. It's basically about, um, it's in the perspective of a horse who was bought as a farm horse and then um, when World War One started it became, it got basically like recruited to the um, to the to the army mm-hmm. and um, it goes on like these wild adventures and like makes like you know other friends with other horses but then it's like his best friend dies in the war which is quite sad um, and then at the end he gets reunited with his original owner so yeah that sounds very nice. good Baker, what is your favourite movie genre? My favourite movie genre is... um, So, I like films that are... It's not fantasy, but there's something that's slightly ridiculous about it. So, it can't really happen, but it's all set in the modern age. So, my favourite... I'll give you an example. So, my favourite film of all time is Big... Um, which was, I think, released in the late 80s, early 90s, but it's got Tom Hanks in it. And the premise of the story is that this boy, sort of beacon boy age child, um, goes to a theme park with his friend and he goes onto a little arcade machine and he puts the penny in the slot and he has to make a wish. And his wish is that he was big because he wants to get onto a ride and he wasn't allowed because he wasn't the right height. So his wish was he wants to be big and he wakes up the next morning and he's an adult and so it's basically he's a child but he's as an adult and so he goes around he has to get a job in a toy company and then um, he gets a girlfriend and things like that and basically he realises that he doesn't want to be big anymore he wants to go back to be a child and so he has to find another arcade machine to turn him back so that's my favourite film I think it's it's ridiculous concept <laughs> but I think it makes for a really entertaining film so something like that I don't know what genre that is but that, that is my favourite that's my favourite film my favourite type of film Okay, boys, so what is your favourite breakfast? Ooh. <laughs> I'll go, oh, one I go. Um, it's just got to be an English breakfast. Okay. <laughs> Good choice. Yeah. Good choice, though. Yeah. Yep, nice. Uh, mine is a scrambled egg sandwich with HP sauce. Ooh, okay, interesting. I mean, breakfast is the most important meal of the day, so you've got to make the most of it. Um, <laughs> pancakes, bacon and maple syrup. So. Nice, yeah. Mm. I'd go for that Good choices, well. boys. Yeah. Nick, how often do you watch your football team, Watford Football Club play? So, I've been going to Watford since I was um, probably your age, boys. So, what are you now, 12, 13? Yeah. So, it was around about that time. Oh, maybe a bit younger. Maybe a bit younger. Um, first game I watched was uh, Watford Everton. We won 2 1. Uh, Mark Falco and Luther Blissett scored the goals. We came back from 1 0 down. And I've been going ever since then. I've now got, um, I've had a season ticket there with my two boys um, for the last, oh, God knows how many years, 10 years, maybe 12 years. Um, but we always go, we don't go to that many away games, but we always go to the home games. We go on the train. We live in Berkhamsted, so we go on the train with some other friends of ours and their, their children, similar age. We all sit 
sit together. We go to Nando's beforehand nice. and have um, have some lunch. And then we go to the game, watch the game, and then um, come home. It's what we do every other Saturday. But uh, Watford have done okay this season. They sit 10th. Um, you predicted us a win, didn't you, at the well, weekend, Nicholas? You yeah. predicted that we would win with Beat Stoke. 3-1, yeah. So you, uh, you predicted a win for us this weekend. So live on Sky Sports. <laughs> you don't need to have a season ticket to watch that. You can watch it on that. You can watch it on telly. Um, but yeah, no, most most weekends I go to watch Watford. Oh, nice. So, boys, what's your favourite subject? Definitely either maths or art. Okay, two very different things. Can it be games? If not history. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'd have to agree with that, though. History or games. Not rugby, though, football, so. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, and then the last one for you, Mr. Baker. From your experience of school life, what is one piece of advice that you'd give our Beacon boys? Um, well, I've got two regrets in life. Two things I regret about my life. And the first one is that my mum is a really good pianist. And so she got, when I was really young, when I was sort of five or six, and she got me piano lessons, and we had a piano in the front room, and she got me some piano lessons. And to go to these piano lessons was a really lovely teacher, and that was just up the road from us. So it was literally like from going here to the Lees. Yeah, it was literally just around the corner. It wasn't a distance at all. And so I would walk up to the Lees, have my piano lesson, and come back, do my practice. And I really liked the piano when I was sort of five or six years old. And then after a while, I had to do this walk and halfway between our house and the piano teacher's house was this house when it had um, this gate and it had a really aggressive Alsatian that would sort of come to the gate and bark at me when I passed. <laughs> and as a really small Check boy, mind. I didn't like that. And so when I used to come home, I used to say to my mum, I don't want to do piano anymore. Oh, and it was not right. because I didn't want to play the piano. It was because I didn't want to pass the barking dog. But I was sort of scared to say that was the reason. It, it was oh. easier to say, oh, it's because um, I don't like piano so first of all I would say always got to be truthful tell the real reason because if I told mummy the real reason then she would have just taken me up there wouldn't she she would have just um, she wouldn't want me to pass a barking dog um, and secondly just stick with things because if I'd have continued I'd be so amazing at yeah. the piano now I'd be as good as Dr Lockley yeah exactly do a duo we could do Ness and Dorman together so, um, so always stick with those things and my second piece of advice is something I never did which is I never took a year out between school and university and university and teacher training and then teacher training and job. So I've been in schools ever since I was four years old. I've never had time out for school. And whilst I love schools, I always think back my time again and my advice to my own children is to take a year off between school and university or university and job. And that's what I would do as my piece of advice. Okay, thank you. Okay. Right, we're gonna do a quick fire round now. Mm. Are you ready, boys? Mm. Well, our head boys are gonna are going to do a quick fire round for our headmaster, and we're gonna start with Zach. Okay, so, cricket or rugby? Uh, cricket. Mm. Uh, film or TV series? Uh, TV series. Uh, the city or the countryside? Oh, I've got to be the countryside. Yeah. Uh, book or Kindle? Uh, do you know what? I've never had a Kindle. I've never had a Kindle. It would have to be book. Mm-hmm. Uh, day at the beach or a day at a theme park? Theme park, definitely. C- cinema or theatre? Cinema. One of my favourite places to go is the Rex, which is a beautiful mm. old cinema in Berkhamsted. Okay. It's one of my favourite places to go with my wife and, and my children. Summer or winter? Um, do you know what? I, I like the variation of the seasons. Um, so in the summer, when it's really, really hot, I'm thinking these aren't very quick. Fun. No. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bit of fun. Bit of fun. 
Go on, next one. Uh, take away or home cooked meal. Um, right, my wife and I, and I, I, she won't listen to this, so I can say what I like. But my wife and I are hopeless at cooking. Okay, we're hopeless. So I would say take away, definitely. Running or walking? Uh, walking. Sweet or savoury? Right, when I was your age and we used to go to restaurants, uh, my parents used to say that we could either have starter or dessert as well as the main course. We would never be allowed all three, so we had to choose. You could either have a starter or a dessert. And I always used to choose starter. Yeah, yeah, same. Good choice. <laughs> and I still do that to, my, to this day. I, I find it very difficult to order all three courses in restaurants. I'm conditioned <laughs> doing that growing up. Cats or dogs? Uh, dogs, definitely. Tea or coffee? Uh, coffee, I never drank tea. Newspaper or online news? <sighs> um, online news, Monday to Saturday. <laughs> Newspaper, Sunday Times on Sunday. <laughs> Amazing. Okay. Right. Thank you so much, everyone, for participating in our podcast. It's been great. Thanks Thank for you very much, guys.